This episode is brought to you by Kelowna Brewing Company. If you live in Eastern Iowa, make sure to swing by Kelowna Brewing Company's tap room. Amazing food and amazing craft beer. If you live in Central Iowa or in the Midwest, swing by your local supermarket and see if they carry the Kelowna Brewing Company line of beer. And also swing by your local restaurants, local bars, see if they have Kelowna Brewing Companies on tap. If not, make sure you guys request it. You, I kid you not, you won't regret that. Other than that, enjoy this episode, guys. Thank you for joining us at uh, Beerfish Fanatics. And this episode is actually brought to you by Whisker Seeker Tackle. So make sure you guys go to whiskerseeker.com for all your catfishing gear. Enjoy the episode, guys. All right, man. Haven't seen you in a while, so let's go. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beer Fish Fanatics. This is Granny with Mob Pop Fishing. We have Kit with the Fishing Kit YouTube channel. Yeah, I know. Last episode, <laughs> I said I said I was gonna try something different, but That's whatever. Good. I was going to say something, but it's all good, dude. Uh, <laughs> uh, huge shout out to our sponsor, Kelowna Brewing Company. I'm drinking the Vienna Symphony Vienna style lager. I've had this before. It's a little purple beer here. It's really cool. I really like it. It's kind of a unique um, flavored, I think it was a, the European type beer, but I like it. It's really good, man. What do you got, guy? I got the Aloha Iowa Pineapple Belgian Style Ale. I need to go buy more of that one. Um that was actually one of my favorites. So, all right. Cheers, cheers. Oh, okay. okay. I always wondered why the whole Hawaii and Iowa thing. The uh, the uh, photo is a Hawaiian native and longtime Kelowna, Iowa resident. Pua H. It's the lady on the picture. Yeah. You, you don't remember, huh? Because um, so when we were uh, uh, Christina – she actually told us that when we were out there. I was mm. like, but you're talking about a year and a half ago. <laughs> that's probably why you yeah. don't remember. That there was beer involved. So. Yeah, so that's that's very true. Cheers, man. Jeez, cheers. Guys. Cheers, cheers. Very good, though. You guys got to try this. So all our listeners, I don't know if you guys are into craft beer or not. We are obviously are. Um, I know we got some, some new listeners and everything, but you guys definitely got to go. Give give your local breweries a a, a try, um, support local, and you, you'd be surprised if you can find a, a really good beer that you you probably end up really liking. So make sure you guys try try your local breweries for sure. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I drink my Bud. Light. I started drinking the freaking light lager stuff again lately. Ew. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mix it up. You know, you don't have to go off the deep end like I did. Uh, a couple years ago, just drank strictly craft beer. Yeah. I just mix it up now. I I drink primarily craft beer only. I don't know. I just uh, I I tried going back. It's just um, it's one of those I drink. Okay, so this is the thing. I would drink. You know, I would drink maybe like three or four good craft beers, and then we're gonna if we're gonna really party, and I'm gonna drink the rest. after that, man. Everything kind of tastes the same. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, at the end of so this is what I recommend to anybody like. <clears throat> If you go not drinking, order a great beer. The first beer, at least the first one or two beers, make it a really good beer. Enjoy the taste. Enjoy the beer. After that, you're going to binge. I'm not I'm not recommending binge drinking, but I'm just saying if you do, I mean, then you can have a couple of that other stuff because after your 
first couple few, they all taste the same. They go, they, they do the same thing that you're looking to do. Mm. Well, <laughs> for me, it's like I, I've been uh, playing cards a lot again lately. And if, if you just want to sit there and play cards and drink, I'm not going to say all night, but more than no, more than usual. <laughs> It's easy. It's it's pretty easy to down some light beers, but if you're just doing a casual, you know, two or three beers, craft mm-hmm. beer is the way to go. There you go. There you go. Uh, so this week, just uh, myself and fishing kit, we had a few things we we kind of want to talk about, but uh, he actually brought something up right before we jumped on, which I'm actually kind of excited because I'm gl- grateful that he actually um, brought up a little bit. But uh, the last podcast, you mentioned you're you're, you're working on your uh, bait tank. So, yes, sir. Because I was like, all right, now, because I struggle fishing, guys. I, if you don't know by now, I do. So if I got a homie that has a bait tank and I want to go catch catfish, I might have a source now. So how is that planning coming along? Um, how are you doing? And am I ready to go over there and drop a five, ten dollars or something? And you hook me up some fish or what's up, man? Well, for one, I can't sell you bait. Oh yeah. Oh no, I'll, I'll buy you a beer. Shit, shit, shit. My bad, my bad, my bad. I'll, 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 I'll drop a cologne of beer for you. How's that sound? Sure, 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 sure. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's something that's been in the back of my mind for a while. I've, I've been wanting to keep a bait tank, not, not specifically for, for keeping bait for catfish, but. But uh, initially, it was for keeping minnows that I had left over from like ice fishing, mm. or even or even summer fishing. That's the main reason why I don't even use minnows anymore. I haven't bought minnows since ice fishing. That's because during the winter, minnows are way easier to keep. I can just uh, you don't have to worry about them getting hot, and you know they die easily when it gets hot. But in the summertime, unless you keep that water fresh and cool uh those minnows are gonna perish and i don't wanna i mean i have stuck them in my fridge but it just takes up room in in my fridge but now i got a i got a bait tank started uh it's it's still early it's nothing complicated i just got a foot locker thing it's probably i don't know 60 gallons or something not bad what um what what, what's gonna be the first type of baits you're gonna store in it or try and maintain probably bluegills or green sunfish or something so you're not going to do the minnows anymore you don't think then i mean i'll still do the minnows but okay. initially you know yeah. i just wanted something in the winter time because i was going through minnows like crazy that's that's uh i feel like for me winter time is the time to use minnows for you yeah yeah you know um yeah no but the the winter time i i was keeping so I was keeping the minnows. It, dude, my minnows were like lasting almost like two. I want to say almost a month and a half to two, almost two months uh, during the winter. Like you're saying, because it's all I did was put it in the in the garage because you know obviously it's super cold here, mm-hmm. and I just put an air bubble machine there and just plugged yeah. it in. And it, it, you're right. It's like what the heck? It lasts two months. That's kind of crazy. Um, and but you're right. During the summertime, holy shit! Good luck keeping it alive for an hour in ninety degree heat. <laughs> yeah. So I might be, I might be picking up some minnows here. Uh, I don't know if people have been paying attention or not, but I never use minnows in my open water fishing. You don't. Actually, you know, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, if you guys 
do pay attention. He doesn't. I, I mean, obviously, I fish with them quite a bit, and you hardly ever. I don't think. The, I don't think you've ever really ever used metal. I mean, unless it's like on. Is that the only thing it's biting or something like that? And that's like super rare. I never really see you fish with metals. Yeah, very but, true. Yeah. Anyways, back to the bait tank. Uh, yeah. I just bought some stuff off my buddy. He he used to have a few fish tanks and stuff. He had a bait tank going for like a week or something. And then he texted me, hey, you still trying to put together a bait tank? I'm like, yeah. He's like, hey, I'll sell you this stuff. Oh, okay. And he gave me a good price, so I just jumped on it. So right now, all I got is a canister filter. It's, it's a filter that people would use for aquariums and stuff. I know a lot of people use pond pumps. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, he gave me a good price with all this stuff. Uh, right now I just tested it just to make sure everything works and nothing's leaking. And so far nothing is leaking. And this way, um, I can get all the chlorine out of the, out of the water too. Cause I didn't buy any, any, uh, conditioner cause with tap water it has chlorine and, and that's bad for the fish. So it has to, you have to pull that stuff out either with water conditioner or, just basically, if you let water sit out, mm-hmm. uh, the chlorine evaporates out of it, especially if it's moving. Uh, that way, you get everything to evaporate quicker. So. Cool. So, we'll, uh, we'll keep tabs on your journey on here because I'm pretty sure there's some listeners here that, you know, are, are contemplating, you know, trying to start their own little um, live bait machine here so they don't have to keep buying because everybody thinks about that, especially, you know, especially people who catfish or not just even that. Like you said, people who use minnows a lot. It'd be kind of interesting to see how you do and what you recommend and how you're successful and what you're not successful at. Yeah, I don't know why it took me so long. I, I think it's just laziness, to be <laughs> honest, because it it is a super ghetto setup. I I <laughs> I got this tub sitting on top of like four pallets from work. Okay, I need a. I wanted to raise it up off the ground. That that way I don't have to reach down and changing the water if I ever need to would be a lot easier. Yeah. So I just grabbed five, four pallets on work, stacked them on top of each other, put the tub on, tub on top, and just filled it with water. And luckily, my hose ran from my house into my garage. Hmm. That's good. So I'm going to probably check it one more time after we get done recording here. Make, make sure nothing's leaking. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just afraid. I think you'll be all right. Well, you know, we'll take pictures and... Uh, you gotta make a video for your YouTube channel. You know, once it's all operating, you can be like, "Look, hey, as long as it works, and you know, as long as it provides you bait, right?" Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's a few accessories that I want to add to it. So once I get everything up and running, I'll probably make a video. Yeah. And uh, speaking of putting bait into the fridge, I don't know if you were here that one day. Um, highly recommend really be careful with the uh, night crawlers you guys put in a fridge. Um, I put mine in there and I kind of left it in for quite a long time. And I don't know if you're here cause, uh, when my brother-in-law was here, Dan, um, I think so. I oh, think I remember that. shit, man. I pulled it out and they were like, <laughs> cause like, uh, it was in there for so long. Somehow I think, uh, it got the wetness of the container and the worms or the night crawlers got through and then when i try to empty it it just went everywhere and 100 percent sure and my wife would have saw that oh man i probably would have been on the couch for a month because she would have freaked out and she would have been so pissed mm. off so everybody 
make sure you put night crawlers in the, in the fridge that you eat from and your wife doesn't know or your significant other doesn't know make sure you put it like in a bag or a container that's not wet and doesn't leak because oh man that would have even damn he's like holy shit you're so lucky gorgeous he's like she's not she's not here she doesn't see that she go she would have freaked out. i go yeah i would have been in deep shit so just a that's just a fyi for everybody i don't know if anybody's ever had that issue i did so sucks so just be careful on that yeah, so I have a theory because you, you said you wanted to come over and get some bait, right? Sure. So I have a theory. Okay. I'm gonna have, I'm probably gonna have like bluegills, green sunfish, probably chubs. If I catch some chubs, I'll throw them in there too. Okay. And I might throw the occasional crappie in there for bait. Hmm. All right. My theory is that you're gonna come over and get some <laughs> quote unquote bait. <laughs> I'll take this crappie and this oh. bigger bluegills, a few of them. <laughs> and then next thing you know, I see, uh, oh, crispy fish for the girls. Whatever. <laughs> All right. So depends on the size of the crop. No, just kidding, dude. <laughs> um, the cross couldn't, you know, no, 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 I wouldn't do that, dude. I would actually use it for bait, I think. Another thing is I, I, I do want to start flathead fishing and bait is key all right yeah we got to start because Corey, um we had on our last podcast so Corey, uh he's up there in the northeast right now uh on a tournament trail again i think he's gone for like 10 days or so uh but yeah he's 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 definitely said he's gonna take us uh flathead fishing so it'd be kind of cool for him to kind of show us the ways it'd be nice uh hopefully i can get a day or two out whenever you guys get a chance to go together and then it'll be kind of fun because uh think uh, maybe we'll even record a podcast or something out there. It'd be kind of cool. And then just so I can learn a little bit more about it. I mean, we talk about it, but we haven't really done it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, like, fun. we don't even have to wait for Corey. I just go out on the river at night sometime and just give it a crack. Well, we know of a spot, you know, kind of near my spot, my house. I mean, yeah. no, you know, because I mean, technically it's kind of. It's within distance, and if we suck, we suck. We just go home. You know what I mean? So it's not like too bad, but and it's near my house, so technically I can just like, hey, I'm just down the block, honey. You know, I'll, I'll be right back tonight. Kids are sleeping. We can go for. Actually, that's not a bad idea, dude. It is technically a couple minutes from my house. I could, you know, the kids are asleep. I can be like, hey, honey, I'm just gonna go fishing with Kit. You, you let me know the time and day if we do it at night. I think I can, I can, I can probably get away with that for sure. Yeah, it'd have to be at well, I guess it doesn't have to be at night, but yeah. the odds are in your favor if you go at night. For sure, for sure, man. Well, speaking of, uh, so this was the cool thing, you know, speaking of catfishing and everything. Uh, I think it was it last year or two years ago? Fishing Kit was kind of teaching me a little bit more about. Uh, knots and everything especially the the knots he uses for catfishing which is pretty damn cool because there's like really no not what do you call it? is it the snell knot you use is that yeah it's or, a snell or they call it the knotless knot knotless that that's what you were telling me it's a knotless knot uh you guys should definitely google this youtube it um pretty damn cool i, I mean to me i was like you showed me i was like man that's really cool and it's super strong as hell and like he was like fishing kid was just saying it's like it's knotless I mean, what? Okay, how does a knot be knotless? <laughs> well, you're not really. Well, I guess when you think about tying a knot, you're, you're. Hmm, what's a good way to put this? 
you're kind of wrapping the round the, the line around it. So okay. you're not really you're not really doing that with the knotless knot. You're just wrapping it around the shank. Mm-hmm. Basically, you just feed the line through the eye, wrap the line through the. Oh, let me back up. Basically, you're feeding the line through the eye and then wrapping the line around the shank, and then you're taking one end and feeding it back through the eye again. It's super simple. Yeah. Uh, it's strong and it's super easy to tie. And do you only use that specific knot for catfishing? And why? Um, I don't know, because it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> Jackass. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, because you don't use it for your regular stuff. Not for jig heads, because yeah. you can't really tie that. I mean, I guess you could, but just with. I just use it for octopus style hooks and octopus style hooks mm. is where the eyelet is bent back a little bit. There you go. That makes sense. You, you could do it with straight shank hooks, but I feel it's more effective when, when you do it with a, uh, octopus style, because when you, when you snell your hooks or do the knowledge, knot, it, it kind of pulls the pulls on the, the eye of the hook. It kind of makes it, bend or not bend it kind of makes it point a certain direction when you mm. put pressure on it i didn't think of it that way but you're right just the way it's set up um yeah it would it wouldn't make it so it kind of do you think it helps like when you're pulling uh, reeling in the fish then the way you're putting the pressure on yeah i mean with circle hooks it it matters more because of you gotta get that hook point into 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 the corner of the mouth. And when yep. when it's snailed and it's got the octopus, got that bent eye, it just pulls it in a certain direction to help to help uh, get that hook point into into some skin, pretty much. There you go. At oh. least that's why I, I use them. Uh, mm-hmm. They're easy to tie. And oh, it just it just works for me. I mean, you can use it with regular circle hooks too, but I just like octopus ones. For sure. No, you guys got for, for sure. And this was one of the knots that he taught me. And uh, it was really cool. Taught me in about 30 seconds. And I was like, what the hell? Why haven't I ever been using that? You know, well, then again, I never really catfished until about a couple of years ago. So uh, it's really a, a cool, good knot to use. Um, what other knots do you normally use? Like when you just right when you're wiper fishing, bass fishing, when I say bass, I'm talking about, you know, white bass or anything like that. And then just like crappie fishing, there's any specific hook you use all the time or do you mix it up or, cause I mean, technically I use what the, uh, what is it? The, the improved, uh, cinch knot. Is it clinch or cinch? I'm pretty sure it's clinch. Okay. But that's what I normally use the improved one. I don't know. It works. Um, People should look it up. It's pretty easy, but the polymer knot, they always say, is the strongest. I use polymer knot because it's the easiest. You think so? You literally do an overhand knot. I I think why I feel like um, I struggle with it because I don't use enough leader. You know how you you get it? Because you know how you put it through the eye and then you bring take a lot out and then you put it back through the eye and then you do your overhead knot. And then I don't know, man, the I mean, how long is your, how long is your leader? Like six inches or something? How do you not have enough leader? I don't know. Maybe about a foot. 
He's Why a, do you need a foot of line to tie a palomar knot? I don't know. It feels like I struggle, man. Shit, man. I'm not saying I need it. I'm just like, I struggle, man. I got freaking fat fingers and it just sucks. But they want to do the the the, the improved sense shot. It's just easy. Just do it. But you're right. I, I, I de- Well, this is the thing with the polymer knot is that I think it has like two lines because obviously it goes through the eye and comes back. So it's like double line. So I think it does feel stronger for sure. But it's just, I don't know, man. It's literally like an overhand knot. After you put it through the hole, then you got to put it back through the hole, and then you do the overhead knot. And then you got to wrap it around the hook. That's three steps. <laughs> well, the, the improved cinch is you put it through the eye, you just spin the shit like six, seven times, and then you put I guess that is like, it's about the same. I don't know. Right? I don't know. Is that the only knot you use then? Just the polymer? If I'm... If I'm tying stuff on, like, at the end of my line, let's say a swivel or a jig head, mm-hmm. I'm using a palomar knot because mm-hmm. basically you just uh, make a loop with your line, put the loop through the eye, tie overhand knot, put the loop over the shank, and pull it tight. Yeah, you're right. How do you tie your leader to your main line? Polymer knot. Really? Oh, no, leader no. to my main line? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, the leader to the... What do you use? Like if I'm connecting straight? Yeah, from, let's just say, your braid to your leader, to your braid to your uh, um, whatever line you use. Mono, mono or, 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 or... Your mono or your uh, fluoro. Uh, fl- See, I'll do a uni to uni knot or a double uni knot or something. Okay. That's what I used to. Is there... How, is there how many actually knots are there that connect lines to lines? There's a lot though, huh? I don't. There's a bunch out there. Not whatever knot you could tie, whatever knot you're good at tying is the best knot you should tie. <laughs> Unless it's not as strong as the other knots, right? Yeah, but if you suck at tying the other knots, then it doesn't make a difference. See, I suck at it. It's weird. Everybody's going to kill me on this. Like, you suck at polymer knot. It's so easy. Like you just said. But I don't know. I struggle with it. And then I just feel like the um, the, the improved clinch, clinch, whatever, is just easier for some reason. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the improved clinch knot sucks if you're using a bigger line, though. Yes. That is very true on that. Um, that's why I don't use it when catfishing, though. Yeah, that's because you got the... Yeah. Uh, the the knot list knot. Yeah, and that's exactly that that makes a huge difference. You're right for sure. If you're using thick line, um, the improved clinch sucks. I tried it. I was like, ugh, it doesn't. It's like it's just all loose and everything, so it doesn't even work right. Yeah, it doesn't dress properly. Is yeah, dress? Is that the word? Yes. <laughs> Thanks, man. Teaching me shit, dude. I don't know, man. <laughs> Right, so it doesn't dress properly. Yeah, yeah, when it like you know gets all nice and neat. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to do that when the line's thick. For sure, and for I think everybody who listens to this, um, it's always good to learn some new knots. Though I mean, go uh, YouTube it for sure if you guys get a chance. But uh, I just like to learn different because I've actually because okay since I'm going to be fly fishing, I've been learning a lot of these new. Um, knots that fly fishing use. They use different types of knots. So um, if, if you're going to struggle with the polymer knot, I don't know how you're going to tie these fly fishing man, knots. Wait, well, actually, I've seen a lot of people who fly fish, they use the, the improved uh, clinch. 
Yeah, but you're talking about all these other knots, though. Yeah, it looks pretty easy. It's like the I think what is it called the loop the loop or whatever a loop knot or something like that. It's kind of cool. It it should be all right. I'll be fine. Well, if I feel I feel you have a trouble with loops because um, I do. So how are you gonna join two loops together? If no, you no, man. I'll figure. If you, can, if you can't put a <laughs> one loop on a, you can't even tie a knot with one loop. I'll I'll figure it out, kid. I've always figured shit out. I might struggle for the first year. This is gonna be a struggle because uh, I'm still waiting to get out. If you guys are wondering, Central Iowa weather has sucked. At least to get a fly fishing, I've been like, I've actually this whole week I've been I actually had time and it's been like 100 degrees then all of a sudden there's a storm then another derecho is it derecho storm the other day derecho derecho holy shit i couldn't pronounce that sorry derecho we had a derecho here so weather has sucked couldn't fish uh but i've been trying to get out there and fly fish i wanted to record and i haven't been able to but i'm excited you guys are gonna see me try and fly fish it's gonna be hilarious because I probably won't catch shit. And you're going to be like, dude, this is the worst fly fishing experimental idea of all time by Mopa Fishing. We're never watching him again. That's what's going to happen. Where, where are you going to go? Or I'm what gonna, are you going to target? Uh, I'm going to try to target uh, largemouth or bluegill at the local pods. I'm going to try to take it easy. At first, okay, so Sean, Saki Fishing, talked me out of it. I go, yeah, let's, let's just let's just freaking fly fish for wipers he, and he's like uh have you ever really fly fish for fish and i go nah not really he goes uh you might want to do that first because if you try to catch a four or five pound wiper and you never really truly fly fish and never really fought a real big fish yeah you might want to try that first so he kind of talked me out of that on the on the fourth on the fourth of july we had and then he was like yeah you might want to do that first then we can try that baby steps but you know me, when have I ever take baby steps? I just jump into it and struggle and then come and ask you, <laughs> why do I suck? Well, idiot, <laughs> this is why. <laughs> you said it. I, I couldn't have put it better myself. Oh. <laughs> Whatever, I got to grab another beer. Um, <laughs> but that's just me, man. Yeah, I learned by uh, experiment and trial by error. I think that's the word I was looking for, trial by error. I learned best that way. It's probably not the best way to learn, but that's the, that's what I do. Uh, I'm drinking another Vienna, by the way. Yeah? Yeah, I haven't drank in, I haven't had a couple beers in a while. Been trying to, uh, so yeah, the wife's like, dude. Or actually, not even the wife, the, the kids are like, dude, dad. <laughs> Your your belly's getting a little bit uh a big and and really really soft, <laughs> so I have to so I'm I'm, I'm minimizing my uh, craft beer intake to podcast days. Mm. So mm. there, you, that's how special you are, Kit. It's the only time I'm drinking beer for now. Thanks, but mm, damn good beer though. I'm not gonna lie, I missed it. Uh, what else you got, man? Uh, I was thinking. What do you want to talk about? Or how, how's your fishing been, man? I mean, I like I said, I, I haven't been. I mean, I, I wanted to get out this past week, week two weeks actually. Whether else can cooperate, but I'm sure you have been out. How have you been doing? Anything you've been targeting? Any success stories you can you can share with me so I can live vicariously through you? Uh, fishing sucks. <laughs> Weather-wise, do you think that's affecting it? 
pressure water because uh, right now we haven't gotten any water well we finally got some rain lately but the water level is pretty low still or what do you think what's the i don't think rain's the problem we've we've had enough rain okay what do you think it is then oh it's just summer dog mm -hmm. days of summer do you think timing wise too if you were to fish maybe crack it on because i know i know it's hard for you to fish crack it on because normally you fish you work in the mornings during the weekdays weekends we tend to have a few beverages and <laughs> fishing at six five a.m is a little out of touch but i know you get to fish during the day and then you fish in the evenings that you think that makes a difference or would i don't know it probably doesn't make that big of a difference but no wiper action yet not lately Hmm. Not lately. Well, the bait it's starting. There's the bait starting to get to a to a size where the uh, the fish are kind of chasing them down, but they're still pretty small. And I don't throw one inch lures. They're I, I snagged the shad the other day. It was less than an inch. It was like three quarters of an inch. Mm, okay. I think I know what you can do. You can start fishing for the for for the green carps. Nah. Oh, well, man, you, you, you're going to knock off all our bass fishing listeners, man. Come on, dude. You, all right. <clears throat> well, yeah, you got to get into it somehow, man. I know, how, how can we? Why, why, why do I have to? You don't have to. But I think it would be interesting, and, and I think people would like to hear, like, all right, these guys aren't too bad, and maybe you can start chasing them. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, why don't you? How come you don't go? You you you're like hurting for content. Why don't you just go fish for bass? I do, but I haven't had time to go. But I do once in a while. But um, cause I don't know, I like to catch something different too. Exactly. I think that's I, it. I don't I need to go bass fishing. I'm here saying that the fish sucks. Uh, I'm just, I'm just being you know, um, sarcastic or whatever. For but sure. cause I got. I got a pretty good spring and early summer so far this year. I um, my queue for YouTube is uh, going once a week. I have a video already scheduled for September seventh. Holy shit, guy! Plus seven ice fishing videos. <laughs> Man, so everybody go check out Fishing Kit. YouTube channel, get his up, his ass up to two thousand subs. You, you're close as hell right now. You just, you just got to get over that little hump. I think just it trickling, trickling. Yeah, it's, it's, it's trickling right now. Little drip, driplets every couple of days for sure. No, get, get your ass over that. But hey, man, you, that means you can take a vacation <laughs> if you really wanted to. Because yeah, you're technically almost till next year if you really wanted to. I counted the weeks. If I hold off until December 1st to publish my first ice fishing video, mm -hmm. I got like 11 videos. I need 11 more videos. Sheesh. Then I'm covered for the rest of the year. That's awesome. Hey, you know, that's the grinding. That's the that's the work you put. You put in a lot of work on the ice last year, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you have to think of it this way, dude. Actually, I think... I think you put more work in through the ice this past year and also spring that you probably have in the previous years. 
I don't think you realize it, but I think you have because I'm like, what are you doing? Fishing, fishing. And then you're always icing. I'm like, but you put a lot of work. You know what I mean? You're grinded quite a bit. Yeah. I, if, um, But, you know, I, I say that I'm this far ahead. Uh, I got maybe a handful of videos left to edit. Oh. And then after that, I've been struggling. All right, man. You'll get some. I think I have one more video to edit for the month here. Uh, I said, like I said, I'm going to try and release every every two, three weeks. Actually, I'm, I think uh, once a month is all I can, at least at the moment, um, timing-wise. Because summertime is, I never realized how much spring and summer, because the kids are getting bigger now. So my timing is more limited. You know what I'm saying? Because when the kids are smaller, yeah. it's like nap time, whatever nap, I can go fish for an hour or two. Um, I can't do that no more. It's, three of them don't nap. <laughs> right you know what i mean it's like ah oh, shit my time is that's what i i so this is the thing if you guys don't have kids or have kids whatever uh that's what i realized like i have multiple kids uh my fishing so at, when they were like super young i could fish a lot more like the past like maybe a year or two years ago i could fish a lot more i just felt like because time you know they take naps or whatever they, but now they just want to do more activities they want to go do something or blah, blah blah and i watch them i'm home with them all day every day it's just like shoot i just realized like my time has really dwindled in regards to when i can go fish so that's what i really but it's okay though man i you know like i was saying i i commit to at least one video a month i'm gonna try if i can pump another one or two in there I'll, I'll do that but one video a month for sure I'll, I'll definitely be able to at least commit to and because i'm still want to record i still want to edit it's just man like i said hard with the four kids nine and under man Whew. i bet especially summer. i wouldn't understand i wouldn't know but yeah, yeah one day man one day you gotta get there well speaking of that hey everybody so you know fyi fishing kits still looking we got we, we got to do it oh we got to do this guys all our listeners and viewers all right maybe, maybe we can set like a blind date if you guys have something what's that so oh fishing kit is what early 30s how old are you do you want to tell or you don't have to tell if you don't want to <laughs> i'll i'll leave it up to their imagination there you guys go he's he's of age <laughs> obviously so let, let me shave all this stuff off and then they <laughs> and then they can guess <laughs> but let's do it. let's uh, you know he, he can be a, a a blind date fishing date of some sorts it'd be kind of cool interesting I don't know. I don't know. If anybody knows. Yeah, <laughs> let, let's go uh, look at all these fishing chicks out there. These eligible <laughs> fishing chicks. <laughs> There's, I, There might be a lot. It might be more than you think. And this is a crazy thing. Uh, I was talking to my wife about this. So she's like, not about you, but it's just like, you know, fishing, you know, women. And we're like, There's, I think there's a lot of women and girls who want to fish who doesn't have anybody who to help teach them or, or, you know what I'm saying? Or get out to be outdoors. I mean, cause the, you know, they number one, they get embarrassed. If for some reason they do something wrong, they're like, ah, oh, typical female or whatever. Cause maybe they never had a, you know, whether a brother or father or uncle or something, take them fishing. So that could be an opening, right? I don't <laughs> Yeah, calling all chicks that are want to go fishing <laughs> but too scared to go. Do it, nice. But that is um, I've been seeing a lot of YouTube channels of uh, female fishing though. I don't know if you've been uh, watching it or anything, but I've been seeing a lot of that a lot lately. Uh, we, we did the uh, the podcast previously with Corey, and I, I dude, I really think that's the way the 
fishing world is going towards YouTube. Period. It's been there already. It's been there, but I think all like okay, all the show, you know, television. I don't even watch television anymore. I don't know if you do or not. I don't even watch regular television, cable. I don't even watch anything like shows on television anymore. I it's just kind of the way it is. And then I think every fishing person I even watch is on YouTube. Right? Tell me that. Have you watched any fishing shows on regular television or anything? Everything you watch fishing has it not been on YouTube? Period. Yeah. I just so I just think that's going to be the way of the world. And then, you know, we're kind of talking a little bit. I think they're going to dominate. I think people who can create content on YouTube are going to dominate the fishing industry. You guys heard this first. Well, not really. I'm pretty sure everybody said that. It's it's nothing new. Nothing honestly. new. But I think it's going to dominate the industry as in like whether you're tournament fishing. I don't care how good you are. You can be the greatest fisherman. The greatest fisherman in the world. The best whatever species you're catching. It won't even matter if you don't create a YouTube channel of it. Or some type TikTok of it. Maybe. No. Well, I mean, because even if you're the greatest of all this, but you're nobody's going to watch you. Nobody could... You know what I'm saying? Nobody's going to follow you because they want, unless, is there still people out there that you think that follows fishermen to see how much they win tournaments wise? I don't, I don't know if people do. I'm I'm pretty sure people do because people watch anything nowadays. But do you think they, but they can't even watch the tournaments a lot of times. It's on TV. It's on TV, like, after when they edit it. And then on top of that, it's just only is because if it's broadcast on something. Yeah, but they all the big tournaments are. It's like, all the big tournaments that matter are broadcasted on TV. But nobody's watching TV. Well, apparently some people are. Some, still. Enough. But, just because me and you don't watch TV doesn't mean nobody's watching TV. True. No, no, I agree with you, but I... You gotta, you gotta admit though, at least a large portion of the population is not watching TV as much as they're slowly going towards YouTube. Well, I think it's been that way for a while now. Yeah, so th- that's what I'm trying to say. It's like I think YouTube is going to be the biggest influencer of fishing for the next decade. Period. Maybe TikTok, but TikTok, I, I've been, it's kind of weird because, you know, my TikTok, I look at like, why well, I got so many fishing shits because I got a lot of fishing shit, right? So it's weird when they're swiping through it and I look at TikTok like, but the fishing stuff is, you know, it's kind of entertaining, but the only thing I actually really like on the, f- the fishing stuff on TikTok is like if somebody f- messes up <laughs> or, you know what I'm saying? Or something funny, but YouTube is actually entertaining in the sense where you can learn stuff. And then on top of that, you actually can follow people's um, adventures. I think that's the biggest thing is the adventure part. See, because when when I watch your channel, it's it's like you're saying, like we all have been saying, I, I live vicariously through you fishing wise when I watch your channel or watch some, you know what I'm saying? Or Spencer's or anybody's, right? Mm-hmm. It's your journey. I think that is the biggest it's going to be the biggest freaking influence of fishing in like bar none you know how many freaking youtube channels there are out there it's like 51 or 52 million or something like that 
Yeah, I'm not saying it won't. I'm saying it already is. No, it is. I think it's going to be more dominant than any tournament fisherman. Well, the guys, the top tournament dogs, they already made it. If they make it on YouTube or not, it doesn't matter to them. You don't think? Oh, it does. It has to, though. Dude, if they're banking, like, these top elite guys uh, that already have all their sponsorships, all their deals. They should still be able to, They or not should be able to, they should still create content like on YouTube or TikTok. They should. They're missing they, out on the They don't big, need to. Are you sure? I mean, we can see. That's why I kind of want like a top fisherman pro, like or or whoever, like like really good notch on, because fishing, even if you're a professional fisherman, like how much do you really think they make it? Like I'm talking top, about the top guys. I'm talking about the top guys. I'm not talking about like your Corey Weavers. No, no. I'm t- even it wasn't even Corey. I'm just just because how many thousands of I don't even know how many hundreds of people who who are considered top notch of the you know food chain i guess you can say maybe you might be right about the top five maybe top 10 i'll give you that no you think just they make because... that much money no way dude because like you were saying before not, not just even... from tournaments they make sponsorship money from other shit they got their deals sponsorship and they already did got all that with or without youtube Ugh. You sure, man? I, I'm not saying they're gonna make the YouTube money. I'm just saying they could gain more. Of course, you can always marketing. gain more for sure. But do they need to? These top guys? You don't think so? Sooner or later, you don't, I don't know. Think... We're gonna have to ask them one day, or see if we can ask them. I'm I'm curious because how much do they make? I mean, does Tom Brady need to make YouTube football videos? No, but you watch his TikTok. He's starting on TikTok. Yeah, because he's mark he's marketing his brand. The T yeah the TV see but but that's the thing. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yes, he doesn't need to because they're multi millionaires. But there's no multi millionaires that are fishermen. Kid, there's a difference. I don't know. Is is there not? I don't know. I don't think so. Because you look at the Viking biggest prize money for fishing i don't know what it is honestly so I haven't looked it up but i can guarantee you it's not tom brady money it's not tom brady oh, one one contract money or one year not, not even not. close but they're not their income isn't just the tournaments true no I, i'm with you on that like you're saying the the, the sponsorship deals on everything but i don't think the sp- sponsorships can't pay you they're not going to pay you more than what they can gain back and I think by you not having content, not whether YouTube channel or Instagram or any of that, if you don't have any of that, you can be the, like I just said, you can make the greatest, you can be the greatest fisherman. You can win all these tournaments. Yes, you got this money. Yes, you got that, you know, the sponsorship. But sponsorship is not going to last for long if you don't have a viable way to reach audience. Look, I get what you're saying, <laughs> but I'm just saying the top guys don't need YouTube. We can agree to disagree. I mean, like, I think I, I, it, it doesn't have to be fine. It doesn't have to YouTube. I, they can make a living that if that's what it comes down to. Yes. They so can what's make, the threshold here? So what what is the uh, what's the bottom line? You're, that's you're OK. Um, like a hundred, like a million a year, two million a year, five hundred thousand. Well, it's this in, is. 
my thoughts are it would have to be your 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 cost of living. I guess you're right because I mean they can probably fish and survive if their cost of living and the way they live is bar none. All they do is fish, and if they don't do anything else, like you know what I'm saying. Well, they're I, professional I, I, fishing. Um, I don't think they're agreed. Doing agreed, else. but they're not. I guess no. I guess you're right. I guess you know it's just the way it, it depends on the way you live. It's like if everyone. Like if these top guys are broke being tournament, you know, the best tournament anglers, then there's no point in doing it if you're going to be broke, even if you get to the top. Well, Corey just told us a lot of more, a lot of people who try to do this and do it. Yeah, they go broke broke. trying to get up there. But the guys who are up there, I mean, what do you consider is up there? What do you think? I don't know. I don't follow tournaments. The the elites or whatever (laughs) they say for. For the sure. bass guys. Sure, maybe your catfish guy, he'll probably need a YouTube to supplement his income and stuff. But you don't think the bass guys do? But not, I think not, I, th- I think not you're the right. guys at the top of the game, though. No. Yeah, I could see that. But I think it would expand their brand if they do. I don't I'm not saying they need it. I guess I, I guess I said that wrong. I wouldn't say they need it. But I think they could definitely build a major brand if they had social media, whether if, it's, whether it's YouTube, mean, TikTok, Instagram. See the thing, even like Facebook, Instagram is kind of outdated. Even Twitter is kind of. I mean, Twitter's still there, but I would say like t- obviously TikTok and and for sure YouTube for sure. I, I I believe that they can be they can build their brand to another level, especially if they're top tier. Fisherman. Yeah, if but if their YouTube content's bottom tier, I mean, just having a YouTube doesn't mean anything. Very true. But if you're the top tier guy, and like you're saying, they should be able to afford somebody who can uh, edit and create good content for them. Yeah, but if they're like a sh- boring to watch, it doesn't matter how good the editing is. <laughs> you can't have both. <laughs> You can have both. You can be a great inner a fisherman or a great whatever whatever industry you're in and create good content. You can do both. You can do both, but that's yeah. not everybody. True. That's not everyone. But I think they should. I think that's the way the future is going. I mean, yeah, I should be like having a hundred thousand subscribers, but I don't. But you will. See? Everybody, come on, prove me right. You got you think you'll have a hundred thousand by a decade? If I could keep it up for a decade, maybe. It'd be interesting. All right, we'll jot this down. Hey, guess what I found out? Well, not found out, but so what I was just saying. I don't know. This is me. I I just do this weird shit. So there's like fifty-one something million YouTube channels. So when we first started this podcast. I think there was a, I think I talked to you and you're like, well, whatever the hell podcast. There was only like about a little bit over a million podcasts. That was what, two years, a year and a half, two years ago, right? We started this. There's over, there's over 4 million podcasts now. So not only has it doubled, tripled, it quad, like, is that quadrupled in our, since we started this podcast? Yeah. So I'm just saying it's social media and I told you like, Podcast is going to be the future, man. Yeah, but it it probably won't quadruple in the same amount of time ahead of us, though. 
I don't know. I could, dude, I could see being 15 million podcasts, 16, 16 million podcasts in the in next two years. In two years, I could see it. I, I'm not saying all 16 million of those are viable and, 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 and you know, are live because same thing with YouTube. Just because you have a YouTube channel doesn't mean it's current content. You know what I'm right. saying? But it's it just doesn't matter if podcasts are dead in four years. For sure. Or two years. Those shouldn't even count. No, but I, I could definitely see podcasting, whether, you know, I don't care what you're talking about, being 16 million in two years. I kid you not. Maybe. We'll you see. didn't believe me. I told you it went from a million to four million in two years since we started this. What do you mean I didn't believe you? No, you're like, what the hell, podcast? Huh? Who listens to that? <laughs> now, just like. And you I jumped on it. it. That's a crazy thing. You're like, eh, whatever. I, and you I still did it. <laughs> I didn't say anything either way. I don't know where you're yeah. getting this from. I don't know. I felt that it wasn't like I was like, no, podcasts aren't going to grow that much. But See, you're, you're making it sound like I said that. May, maybe. I don't know. But I think it will, though. I think in two years, maybe through. Nah, I, 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 I wouldn't it wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if it's at 15 to 16 million in two more, two more years. Podcast. I don't know. I don't think it could keep the growth up in it the can. same amount of time. Well, I think it can because of the viability of it. And then number two, I think it's in a way it's taken over um, media. Podcasting is taken over media. And then I believe podcasting is also taken over books in a way. You can't really compare the two uh, books or media books. Um, you can't compare it. But I believe it kind of is. And the reason I say that is because so podcasting, uh, I mean, we talk what for about an hour or whatever, right? That's just us because we we're talking about fishing, beer, whatever. But there's a lot of podcasts that that it's uh, out there that it's technically a book. If you listen to it, it's a it's it's every episode is a book. Like, what do you mean? Like, it's um, the content and the, the information that they spew out and that they talk about and everything. It's the same thing that would have been in a book, but unedited. I don't know if that makes because, you know, because when you write a book, you have to edit all the words, you know, all the language and all that shit. Right. So they have to, to clarify all that stuff. But podcast, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many podcasts you listen to, but I listen to a lot. I listen to like four. I listen to probably <laughs> like, I don't know. I couldn't even count. I, well, I can count. I, I probably like I try new podcasts every here and there. I try new ones, you know, just to see whatever. But um, I'm telling you, Kit, because podcasting is like books, unedited. Because, you I mean, know, what just, kind of book? Um, anything. Like, let's just talk about business. There's so many business podcasts out there. It's unbelievable. Okay. And okay yeah, that's yeah. That makes sense. Like a, yeah. like a like a Sports Illustrated or a Newsweek. News, that, okay. That, let's just say that. That, news, that makes sense. Yes. But I'm talking about, you know, Fishing? I don't know, Lord of the Rings story driven tons format you you would be surprised there's uh, i know there's, there's podcasts where they talk about like lord of the rings and stuff yes oh you're talking about you're talking about like uh not uh fictional stuff like fictional like story 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 yeah, right? storytelling story stuff okay that is different that one can't be compared i'll, I'll See, give you that for well sure. when you say books you know like i'm talking about more like nonfiction books well, like nonfiction books, because people like if I had my story, I wanted to tell and I wrote a book about it. 
I could just do it on a podcast and and do, you know, multiple podcasts versus writing a book of what my life and story was. And anybody who has, you know, they want to they want to do a, a, a book about themselves or like, a, you know, how they get better, whatever the case may be. They just start a podcast versus a book. That's what I'm talking about. You're you're talking about the fiction. You're right on that. That you can't compare like a story about fictionals. I think that that will still be around, but I think like all the like the non-fictional book shit. I think it's all gonna go certain podcast, dude. Like the non-scripted storytelling stuff. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's fiction or non-fiction. Well, fiction. I think you're right on that because fiction is more like you know because fiction is more like stories, whatever telling. Right. I yeah. think you're right on that. I think that will all stay around for books wise. I think that will all stay that will all stay around for books, but like nonfiction stuff, I think that's going all towards podcasting, a lot of it. Yeah, basically, it's like it's just conversation. Yes, nonfiction. I I think that, that you're you're spot on. Nonfiction books are technically conversation, whether the person is talking to somebody or t- talking to you as an audience. Well, that's what I feel. I don't know. I could be wrong, but. That's why I said sixty million. We'll see. I could be right. Could be wrong. We'll see. If we even last till till two more years, right? You never know. I don't know. We're gonna try. Be fun. I don't know. We we're at a hundred and something odd episodes. So in two more years, we should be at two hundred, three hundred episodes. Right, two. Dude, Joe Rogan's yeah. at like almost two thousand episodes. That's insane. <laughs> well, that's his day job. True, and he does it like three or four times a week. So. Yeah, that's, that's his job. Oh, well, I get, that is his day job, but actually, he's still a comic and he does UFC. So, yeah, but that's like his main thing, though. He's not doing UFC commentary three, four times a week. Very true. Very true. But yeah, sorry, man. Sorry, everybody listening. We kind of got off track. I don't know how that. <laughs> I was just talking and shit just kind of got off track. What you got, man? I've been getting the kayak out more lately. Oh, you have. Yeah, fishing still sucks, but... Been going local? Yeah, I haven't traveled anywhere this year other than down to our Kansas trip, and that was a little rough. Yeah, it was super rough. Well, gas prices doesn't help us wanting to travel at the moment, too. We should, man, we should talk to a lot of uh, fishermen. Like, has has that affected um, travel? I think it's affected travel for fishing for sure. Like, like you know, taking trips, driving-wise. Well, yeah, like bigger trips yeah not just us just everybody in in general obviously yeah because i haven't seen as many out-of-staters here when i went a couple times which is when'd you go though i think i went last week during the week did i go last trying to think may have went last weekend i went for a little bit where'd you go though uh the spot normal spot and sucked I only went for like that's, an hour, two. A spot that a lot of people go to? Pretty much. A spot that you would normally see a lot of out-of-towners? Possibility. Down. Yeah. Well, maybe there's no biting either, so. Because they didn't, shit didn't bite for me. <laughs> but, yeah. you know. I mean, but, we're at that weird, weird time of the year. That's true, too. But, no, I, I haven't seen. So, I don't know, man. I, I think it is affecting um, travel, obviously, for fishing. And then plus fuel. That's crazy though. What Corey said, like, dude, it costs like a hundred some dollars per 
fishing trip for them for tournament fishermen all day long. Just for gas. Just for just the boat gas is what he said. He's like it cost them over hundred some dollars, and that's just for boat fuel. But then again, their engines are freaking enormous. Yeah, they got more more horsepower than my car. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably running 150s, 200s, 250s. I think you're right. Speaking of new cars, shout out to Mark. I don't think he ever listens to our shit. Must be nice to get a new truck. You're driving all the time, fool, if you listen to this part. Well, I'll, I'll tag him. I go, you better, or, uh, you better listen to this because I, I have a message for you. You're driving all the time from you, the next year. You think that's going to change him driving? No. But you hear this, Mark? Prove <laughs> prove us wrong. This is our friend, Mark. So you guys are listening. Um, prove us wrong, Mark. You have to drive us ice fishing and fishing forever for at least the next year. And we'll, out we'll, of we'll state. Chip, out of state. Yes. I like that. Chip, we'll, we'll chip in for fuel, guy. <laughs> He's got the, he should have pretty decent fuel economy, economy in that uh, non truck that he bought. Oh, hey, I got a, hey, I got a ridge. Okay, so, so our buddy, he, he, he bought a ridge line. Let's ask the audience: Is the Honda Ridge Line a truck? (laughs) Oh shit, a real truck? Wow, we're opening up a can. So, there, it depends. Only the the guys that own Honda Ridge Lines will say yes. Um, and there's probably five of you guys, dude. I own a Honda Ridge. It's not five of us, (laughs) bastard. (laughs) No, there's more. But I will. So this is the thing. It depends, in my opinion. It depends on what generation Ridge Line you got. I have the older generation Ridge Line that uh, was it. I have a 2000. Shit, I forgot. Was it 2007, 2008? So it's older. So when it first came out originally, I think a year or two after when it first came out, I would consider it because the bit is small as shit. I would consider that an SUV. That's me. And I own a Ridgeline. I would consider the new Ridgelines, the one that our buddy just got. A tr- I would say it's a truck. I wouldn't say it's like a full-blown towing capacity, all this bullshit trucks. But it's not a truck. <laughs> even his, you don't think so? It's a truck. It's like a mini. Is your truck a truck? <laughs> yeah. Body on frame is a truck. That what defines trucks. Body on frame? Yes. So his is, right? I don't know. Actually, I, I have no idea about the new bridge line. I don't know them too much. They oh. look like a damn truck to me. They got a, they got a bed. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I think the bed bed length is the same, right? As yours. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I, let me go look it up. I don't think I I, I, I like I was just saying, I don't consider mine an, a full truck. I think I consider mine a rid uh a SUV. Because of the truck bed, the size. The, the truck bed is so small and then just the components of it, I just feel like it, it's an SUV. I don't I think, think it's like the new ridge line. Ain't that different? It just I don't know, I it looks like a damn truck. I don't know, man. We have a lot of uh I think we have a lot of Hmong listeners, so they might know too. I think there's a few of them that has some ridge lines, so they can they can chime in on this. I have no idea. I it looks like a damn truck to me. It's kind of a truck. You're gonna get some hating on from Honda owners. <laughs> nah, sorry, Honda owners. You ain't ki- you ain't fooling nobody. <laughs> oh boy. All right, Mark D. 
we have to have we might have to have him back on this podcast we'll see if i can grab him on and he can argue if it's a truck or an suv do you consider an suv i'm assuming i just consider it i don't know wannabe truck (laughs) it it fits mark though it 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 fit marks it it fits mark well, yes, if it's him, it if it's his personality for sure. But it's it's still a truck, dude. Nah. <laughs> oh my god, this is gonna be so funny. I I, I want to hear. I'm telling you, the only people that are gonna say that it is a truck is are Honda. gonna be a Honda Ridgeline owner. I don't know, man. You got, you got the Chevy and the four people hating each other, and they both are trucks, and they hate yeah. each other. So. But they're not going to dispute the fact that an F-150 or a Silverado <laughs> or a Colorado or a, um, what's it called? Even Toyota. Brand. Even to- You're right on that. Even Toyota has the Tundra. It's considered a truck. Tacoma. Truck. And Tacoma is a truck. I'm trying to think of the uh, the Chevy. Or not the Chevy, the Ford, the Ford mid-sized truck. Damn it. What's it called? F- F-150, 250? Oh, F-150 is the full size, the half yeah. ton. Yeah, and then you got F-250, F-350. Freaking I'm talking about their, 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 their mid-size truck. The Ranger? Yeah, Ranger. There oh. we go. Like, that's a truck. <laughs> you don't consider the original. Dude, you're a hater. <laughs> I got a lot. If you consider the Ranger a truck, the Ridgeline's a truck, bro. <laughs> no, no. What? Oh, my God. That's Just put I- it. I'm, I'm not even. I don't it, really care. Put it, but put it on your Facebook. All right. to do a poll. Is the Honda Ridgeline a real truck? <laughs> all right, this episode is gonna be funny as hell. We we gotta find out. I'm curious too. Even do the new, right the, now. New, the newest Ridgeline though. Same, same, same concept. It's just the newer I generation. I don't think it's the same. I have to look it, it up. I don't same. know. Is it? I don't it know. Is, I have to look. It. I haven't. I haven't seen it. It's the same concept. So I have to look it up. Interesting. Oh my goodness, this is so funny. You're gonna have so many. Actually, you're gonna have like Ford and Chevy guys. Like, yeah, get you're right on. <laughs> well, just truck people in general. Be like, yeah, he's right. I, I, hey, I agree with you. Like, like I said, though, my generation Ridgeline, I agree with you. The new Ridgelines, it looks like a truck. I'm not saying I haven't looked at the specs. I don't know, but when I look at it, it looks like a truck. It looks like a mini truck. Don't get me wrong. It looks like a mini truck, but it's a truck. What constitute a truck? You just said just body and frame. That's it. Yes. That's one of the things. You don't think it looks like a truck? The new Ridge line? It has a truck bed. <laughs> That's not the question. You don't think it looks like oh. a truck? Nah. Oh, no. It looks like it. It's the uh. here. <laughs> Subaru Baja. Oh shit! Up. Here we go again. No, that's me. funny. Do you right. think that is a truck? No, that's an SUV. Or, or I wouldn't even say that's an SUV. That's just a vehicle. I don't know. Yeah, an SUV. Well, the, ba- the Baja is a station wagon with the back chopped off. Yeah, I, the, the, the Ridge Line is a SUV with the back chopped off. So, if the Ridge Line had the same size bed as the normal F one fifty, would you consider it a truck then? No, it's not about the bed size. It's just the frame and the body. Well, it's just everything else too. <laughs> what what do you need for it to be a truck? Right now, the rich the the way it's set up. 
the the newest ridge line. What it's would set it... up the same as the old ridge line? <laughs> this is too funny. I love it. No, I, I, I'm not arguing. I don't know if you're right or wrong. I have no idea because, like I said, I have a ridge line. I don't think my ridge line's a truck. I think it's an SUV. The newest ridge lines, like I just said, it looks like a truck. So oh, same, no. same thing. It looks different. It looks like a truck. That's what I'm trying to say. No, it does not look like a truck. <laughs> oh boy, that's a good. Uh, put a poll. Put a poll on your Facebook page. Is the new 2000? Was it 2022? Rich or whatever it, it doesn't or have to be new or just put no it has to be new no because the old like i just said my ridge line is not a truck there's no difference between the old one and the new one are you sure the newest one looks kind of like a truck that's what i'm saying yeah looks like it has a truck bed <laughs> my i have a bed but it's not a truck bed it's not it's not even near it the only difference is they got rid of those those freaking things above above the truck bed. That's the only difference. Those angle things. Okay, yeah, the angle know. things. That okay. is the difference. Okay. Sure, it might be a new new platform or whatever, but the same concept. So basically they just took an SUV and made a and put a truck bed on it. Yes. Mine. I don't know about the new ones. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the mine. new ones is exactly the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> they just took an SUV All right. All and right. put a truck bed on. I'll it. post something like this, but you, why don't you post into the chat with my in laws? I want to see what they say. Do well, you... they're freaking Honda fanboys. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, you're, your right. No, you're right. Wait, your in laws, who are in that chat? Kim? Yeah. A Honda Ridgeline owner. Mr. Yang? No, no. A Honda Ridgeline owner. <laughs> but before you ask, you should ask my brother in law, Kim. Do you believe your vehicle is a truck or do you, cause he has the same as mine, same year, 2007, I believe. If he says, yeah, it's a truck, then it, then he's wrong. I think he's wrong. I if he says no. I'm like, exactly. But the newer trucks, I don't know. It looks like a truck to me. It's same thing. It's a SUV with, with the truck bed. So what the hell's the difference between the, uh, so what's the biggest thing on trucks? Maybe y'all can help me understand this. Like, no, seriously. But what is the biggest difference between, let's just say, like you just said, a Ranger and a Ridgeline, then, which is called like the lowest freaking truck available that we could constitute? I don't know, man. Because, hey, my Ridgeline can still pull a not much. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, man. I think the Ridgeline can pull maybe like a small boat. Yeah, I mean, but you can, see, you pull a small boat with a van too. That don't really matter. That's true. See, something. What the hell constitutes a truck? You just bed, right? No. Like I said, Subaru Baja has a bed. <laughs> oh, you're so funny, dude. Oh yeah, this guy. All right, <laughs> we should probably end this soon on this conversation. But um, I'm I I probably will. I, I I might have to ask everybody. What do you guys think constitute as a truck? Do you guys constitute the Ridge Honda Ridgeline? This is a good question. I like that kit. Do, do you guys constitute that as a valid truck? Just put: Is the Honda Ridgeline a real truck? 
Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll put that I put that in my pop. I'll put that in my. But I I just want to ask our audience. I want to see you guys if you guys are watching this YouTube. I just want to know: Do you constitute the Honda Ridgeline a truck? No truck person is gonna say yes. (laughs) Well, the only thing is, you're saying the so a truck person has to own a Ford or a Chevy. No, they get only Ford, Chevy, Toyota, Nissan. Okay. They, all, they all have trucks. Okay. So we're going to ask him, do you guys consider the newest Ridgeline, right? The newest. We're not talking about just the Ridgeline in general because, I, like I said, the newest Ridgeline looks like a damn truck. The old ones yeah. like mine don't look like a truck. doesn't matter what it looks like. It's the same concept. So, okay, it doesn't matter what it looks like. Is What, what constitutes a truck then? How it performs? Or or what is it? That's why I'm confused. It just has to be a truck. <laughs> but you see, you see what I'm coming from. You see what I'm asking, though. Okay. I mean, if you want to point it to one thing, I would say it has to be a body on frame. Okay, body on frame. That's, that's just one thing, though. Okay. Okay. No, that's a good question. I mean, if somebody comes here and tells me the Ford Ranger is not a body on frame. Then I'll be like, well, I guess it's not a truck. All right. But more people, you know, people are going to say the Ford Ranger is a truck before they call a Honda Ridgeline a truck. <laughs> Interesting. No, not, not arguing you. You might be right on that, but um, that's funny. All right, guys, let us know. <laughs> is the Honda Ridgeline a truck or not? If not, it's most likely it's just a SUV then, right? I mean, it's got a truck bed. You can- it is technically. <laughs> you just, just said it's got a truck bed. <laughs> yeah, it's technically an SUV with a truck bed. Okay, there we go. It's an SUV with a truck bed. That's what fishing kids say. Okay. Yes. Okay, there we go. It's an SUV with a truck bed, but it's not a truck. Because there's SUVs that are body on frame, and people will call them trucks. What are those? An SUV on a body that is body on frame, like the SUV version of, um, trying to think of an example. I, I'm not really yeah, an just... SUV guy, but the, is the Explorer, the SUV version of the F-150? Yeah, I think you might be yeah. right. People yeah. would call that a truck still, even though it's, oh. it's an SUV. Just because it's body on frame. Yeah. So I think that's because the... they took the truck and made an SUV, not the other way around an SUV mm. and make it a truck. <laughs> Good convo, man. It's dope. Dude. I, hey, like I just said, I, my Ridge line is not a truck. So is what it is. I don't The new I, Ridge line ain't a truck either. <laughs> we gotta get Mark out here. He's going to hate on you so much. I'm just curious. Well, then again, he might agree with you. We never know. He's not a, a truck guy. He's not. He's, he really isn't a truck guy. What this is, is a, a truck guy? There's no such thing as a definition of a truck guy, is there? Is Mark a truck guy? No. Exactly. <laughs> but I know. We're talking shit about Mark. I know. So he's got to get on here and come defend himself. So this is why this is why we're we're talking shit about you, Mark, so he can come on here and let, get you on. I've been trying to get you on for a while now, man. We'll have a couple beers, have a good time, talk fishing, how, you know, you're, su- you're superb fisherman, supposedly, and all that good shit. And, yeah, I'm still talking shit about you, bro. <laughs> he's, he's a... 
He's a real fisherman. Right? Oh, here we go. Yeah, what's the definition of a real fisherman? Got to get him on. See, now everybody listening to this, you guys are like, man, who is this cat? All right. He's he's a real fisherman. So we'll, hopefully we'll try to get him on. We're trying to bait him in to, to get him back on. But sorry, guys. We kind of went on a tangent about trucks. Uh, it was kind of cool, though, fishing kit talking about that because um now i'm interested i'm gonna go look at the specs of everything of the ridgeline after this um so i'm kind of curious about the new ridgeline that is so i want to see if there's any difference between that and the older ones he's he fishing kit said is not he says the same shit they just got rid of a few things on the body so we'll see so let us know man comment down honda ridgeline is it a truck that is the question of the hour question of this podcast um honda owners we still love you we still fish it's all good you still take your ridgeline fish i take mine all the time so you're still good <laughs> other right. than that kid you got anything else well uh i'll just keep trucking along and i'll catch you guys later there you guys go oh don't forget we almost forgot again uh leave us a review fishing kid forgot to remind me but leave us a review if you have an opportunity if you listen to this far holy shit freaking Pound it, guys. That's badass. Uh, I'll be I'll be amazed if anybody makes it to the end of this episode. That is true. I'll, I'll be pretty damn amazed. But if you do, appreciate you guys. Do leave us a review on any, I think, like I said, Apple, iTunes. Anywhere you can leave a uh, review for us, bad or good. You can be like, these are idiots. It is a truck <laughs> type of review is fine with us. Uh, but other than that, man, until next time, we appreciate you guys. Oh, get his ass up to 2,000 subs. Uh, check out my pop fishing. I will be releasing a video once a month, and he's releasing at least once a week. So other than that, guys, we- till next time. All right. See you, everybody.